What does the average week look like for you? Sure, it may start with church on a Sunday morning, but by Monday, can any of us remember what the sermon was about? We spend so much of our time on just making it through the week, helping our children with online school, balancing our job and our family life, finding time for our spouse or our significant other. But most of what we do related to our faith is crammed into about 80 minutes on a Sunday. Did you know that in a week there are 10,080 minutes? If we're spending only 80 of those focusing on our faith, what are we doing with the other 10,000? That's what this podcast is all about. Sawyer Trepp, and I'm our associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver, and I'm joined by our lead pastor, Matt Wolf. Hey, everybody. Um, thanks for joining us today. I'm so glad that you guys uh, are listening. Hopefully that mm-hmm. this podcast is something that helps you in your faith journey, and we always love hearing from you, um, email, text, whatever. Um, carrier we'll, pigeon, you know, we'll take it. <laughs> We also like in person. Now that's that we right. can see your smiling faces, mm-hmm. stop us on a Sunday or throughout the week and just say, "Hey, heard the podcast," or "I got a question for the podcast," or "I think you're crazy and here's why." We love to hear from you. My email, <laughs> we'll take it all. My email is mwolf at arisedenver.com and Sawyer's s trap at arisedenver.com. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, we we just love to hear from you. Yeah, this week uh, we're diving in to something that I think is really important. Uh, We kicked off a new series this past Sunday, uh, Lost and Found, diving into some pretty well-known teachings of Jesus out of um, chapters 15 through 17 of Luke. And you dived into, well, one parable, but three stories about things that are lost. And I think you did a great job really summing it up at the end, um, acknowledging that a lot of us, even who don't even think we're lost, are lost, that we have what you call that older brother mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't know what we're talking about, make sure to um, check out um, this message on the other podcast feed or on our YouTube channel. You can check all of our messages there and find them on our podcast and also on transcripts. If you go to arisedenver.com slash media, make sure to listen to that first so that you know a little bit more about what we're talking about. But you were talking about the prodigal son, mm-hmm. and so this, the, the younger brother goes off, takes the inheritance, squanders it, and then comes back and has this, the fa- father is overwhelmed, has this huge celebration, has a lot of grace on him, and then the older brother is just out in the field, and he's just fuming. He's like, well, I, I've been good. I, I've been do- here at home. I've been working hard. I haven't um, squandered my dad's money, and the dad comes out and says, hey, hey what are you doing? Like... Your brother was lost, and, and now he's found, and come celebrate with us. Mm-hmm. And you challenged us, and you said, a lot of us are like that older brother. We have this self-righteous, this kind of higher than thou, this self-centered focus, and we look down on others, and that actually means that we're equally as lost as maybe even the younger brother. Yeah, pride is the sin that God hates the most. Mm-hmm. It really is, and it's something that creeps up in all of us. Absolutely. Um, especially when it comes to spiritual things. Mm-hmm. And that's who Jesus was talking to was the Pharisees because they were grumbling, they were upset that Jesus was teaching the sinners and the tax collectors. Right. I always think it's really interesting because shouldn't they be like, oh, I'm so glad they're finally hearing the truth and they're going to grow. <laughs> but instead they're mad at Jesus for spending time with them. And 
that's who basically is the stand-in for the older brother in this mm-hmm. story. And Jesus is like, hey, guys, it's time to come home, mm. as I talked about in the message, mm-hmm. because the story ends on a cliffhanger. The older brother's still out in the field fuming at the end of it as the father's like, come in, yeah. celebrate. Like, all I have is yours. <laughs> Enjoy this feast, man. It's going to be great. Come in. So I do think we need to look at ourselves, especially if you're listening to this and you consider yourself a follower of Jesus, because there's a very good chance you could be an older brother. That's right, that you might have older brotheritis. And I say that to us as well. That's right. I I was definitely convicted by your message. I was like, (laughs) oh, man, I can definitely be that older brother a lot of the time. Yeah, and, you know, the interesting is a lot of times we fit in both the younger brother and older Mm -hmm. brother. Sometimes it's at the same time. So either way, we need to come home, repent of our sin, come to Jesus. And with the older brothers, which we wanted to talk about today... Um, we can often, and I think we've mentioned it on the podcast before, become like that. We're like the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Larry Osborne has a great book called Accidental Pharisees yeah. because we can slide into that camp without even being aware of it. And I love how he kind of opens the book. He says, like, no one calls themselves a Pharisee. Right. Right. He's like, hi, I'm Sawyer. I'm a Pharisee. Nice to meet you. Yeah. We read about him and we're like, oh my gosh, how could they do that? How could they be so wrong and bad and evil and that the to the point where they're wanting Jesus dead. Mm-hmm. Like, what is wrong with them? And we don't realize, like, well, somebody is a Pharisee. Somebody's gonna, <laughs> and yep. maybe it's us. Maybe it's us. So I came up with eight questions to okay. ask yourself to diagnose uh, older brotheritis. Older brotheritis. <laughs> yeah, you won't find this on WebMD. <laughs> You might find out that you're dead, but <laughs> yeah, you I might. Like that's what that mostly ends up with is you like okay, I have I have a small cold and a headache. Well, it's either cancer or you're dead. I mean, that's the only thing that they kind of end up with. They're always to the extreme on that. WebMD is a terrible thing. Like I know, like the intentions are good, right? Exactly. And sometimes it's helpful. It's either uh, helpful or horrible. Yes, absolutely. Um, and nothing in between. <laughs> so it won't be on there if you have medical questions. Go to a doctor. But these questions will help you determine if you are an older brother, not physically, but you're acting like an older right. brother. Right. Right. And I think that's good. And and we can take this, diagnose ourselves, look at our hearts, and confess those sins and repent. Mm-hmm. And hopefully grow in humility, grow in grace, as we say, I, I don't want to be that kind of older brother. Absolutely. I, I want to come home. So here's the first question. Is your gut reaction to sin in someone's life hmm. judgment or grace? Mm, yeah. Is it a knee-jerk reaction of disgust, disdain, aversion? Is it immediately like, oh, I can't believe that person would do that. That's so awful. Yeah. We judge that. Or, or is it oh, compassion? Yeah, like, I'm, is it like, oh, I, I feel so bad for the person that they've got to the point in their life that they're making that decision. Yesterday, Melissa and I were talking with someone, and it, it was a really tough thing. This person was going down a path towards a very terrible sin, like something that they can't come back from. And we were praying for this person. And, like, it's hard because we're like, that's so awful. I can't believe someone would do that. Mm-hmm. That's horrible sin, right? And I'm not going to say what it is because you're thinking of something in your mind right now. So if you have that and that's your gut reaction to someone, when someone confesses to you, and this is hard because mm-hmm. people do this to me like yeah. after a Sunday service, they confess to I'm me. Sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I just had an affair. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, was doing this drug. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, alcohol, whatever. There's some major sin that someone confessed to me. Is your gut reaction aversion and judgment, or is it grace and compassion? Mm. And if it's 
the judgment, if it's the aversion, that means you might be an older brother. You might be an older brother. Right. Yeah, that's good. I think think it's really easy for us, especially if it's maybe somebody that we only casually know or an acquaintance or even sometimes on the flip side, someone that we really, really care about. They're like, well, how could they do that? Yeah, you know better. It's so easy, either if we barely know them or if we really know them to just say, man, they know they should know better or. I don't even know this person. Maybe that's who they are. Right. Uh, It's so easy for us to fall into that. So I think that's the first question to ask ourselves. And we all can have those knee-jerk reactions, but we've got to learn how do I, you know, minimize that? How do I say, God, you know, like give me the compassion for Mm -hmm. this person that you have for them. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to welcome them home right now, give me that same heart. Yeah, that's good. To welcome them home. That's good. All right, what's question two? Question two is when... You think about someone who's a true Christian, because we do this, we wonder, is this person a true Christian or not? That question true in itself Christian. is maybe a sign. That's right. If you're asking that, and it's more than Jesus is their Lord and Savior, if you've added anything to that, mm. it's not just they have to have Jesus as their Lord and Savior, but they also have to do this and this and this. They have to believe this, believe that. They have to make sure they do that. Definitely don't do it. So if you've added to that list, if there's extra things to what qualifies someone to have eternal life, you might have older brotheritis. Yeah, and I think that connects really well to what we talked about last time, the difference between um, commandments, convictions, and choices. I think it's really... We're going to get to that, too. Oh, we're going to get to that? Yeah. Well, the, then maybe we'll go good. to question three. I, I don't want to jump on it, but I think that ties in really well. If you didn't catch it on our last podcast, you'll get a little bit of it here. Yeah, and, and I think that's just the point. Like, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Okay, we know Jesus mm-hmm. is the only way, so we can clearly say that. And then uh, salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name. You know, we're, we're, we're very clear yeah. about that Jesus is the only way. Mm-hmm. But then it says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, and you will be saved. Mm-hmm. That's it. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Like, it's clear over and over and yep. over again, but then we add stuff to it. Yeah, it's really like, easy. Is that person really a Christian? That's right. Well, the, I didn't see him at church for the past five weeks. I didn't or... see him at church. They're smoking pot. Whatever it is, right. like, I'm not saying that's good. Right. You should I'm... come to church and maybe think about your drug use. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I but mean, if, if you're thinking, oh, yeah, not that, mm-hmm. like, that's a bridge too far, then you might have older brotheritis. You might. You okay. just might. That's the second one. Third question. When you hear a sermon, when you read the Bible, when you hear a podcast like this one, and you your immediate thought is, oh, I know who needs to listen to this. <laughs> I know who needs this. Oh, I wish so-and-so were here to hear this. Yep. If that's your initial reaction, you might be an older brother. Mm-hmm. I I think we get this a lot as pastors. If you if you if you give like a really impactful message, I've had this a couple of times, and I, I know you have as well, Matt. But like somebody will come up and be like, "Ooh, you hit him hard today. You hit him yeah. hard. That was good. <laughs> that was good, man. A lot of people needed to hear that one." Yeah. Um, and, and then you're like, you're looking at that person, and you're just thinking, maybe for better or for worse, you're thinking. You know what? You might need to hear that one too. You don't say it, but like you're like, mm, man, you might need to hear that one too. So there are people that need to hear it. We Absolutely. do want you to share our messages and our podcasts yes, with people. Please do, please do. But first, take it for yourself. That's right. Like, has it may, sunk into my heart mm-hmm. before I'm judging someone else's heart with this? So that's the third question. Fourth one. Um, so this goes into what we were talking about. Okay. Okay. This yeah. is this is the conviction thing, but if 
you believe a Christian would, um, if you can't believe a Christian would do this. Mm, Okay. Like, here's the thing. I can't believe a Christian would do this, but you can't think of a clear biblical command that teaches one way or the other. Okay? Right. So you, you've said, okay, a Christian can't do this. Yep. But then we look in the Bible, and, it's, and the Bible doesn't say anything about it. Right. And, and, or you, you can, you're like, okay, there's nothing clear about this. I can't yeah, believe you would yeah. watch this movie, go do that thing, mm-hmm. smoke this. Hang okay. around with those people. Hang around or, with those people. I can't believe it. But then you're like, well, what's the clear scripture command of this? Mm-hmm. And if you can't find it, you might be an older brother. Right. Okay? Because you may have moved your conviction mm-hmm. or your choice, as we talked about last week, up to that level of command, and it's not actually a clear biblical command. Right, and the, as we talked about last week, that is super easy to do, not only for um, people who have been following Jesus a long time, or it's really easy if you've only been following Jesus a little, a short time, if you're not familiar with what the Bible says, and you're like, well, I think this is what it says. It's got, I mean, all, all the Christians that I know don't do that, yep. and then we take that and we say, we make ourselves the biblical command. Right, and I am not saying, as we talked last week, Please have convictions. Absolutely. Have strong and make good convictions. Choices. Make very good choices. <laughs> but then when we're putting those on other people and thinking, I can't believe a Christian would do that. Mm-hmm. Like they, that's when you're sliding into that older brother zone. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, number five. Number five. If you think that your church or denomination is the only one that gets it, mm. whether it's your house church structure or your music style or the evangelism approach, or the hymn singing, that you're the only one who gets this right, or, or the way that you do biblical teaching, and, or your position on something like women in leadership, and we're the only ones who get it wrong, and everybody else has it wrong. Mm. If that's you, you might be an older brother. Yeah, that's, that's a big one. I think it's really easy. I mean, I love our church. I think our mm-hmm. church is great. Yep. But we don't have the end-all, be-all on how to do church. No. <laughs> and we have some strong convictions about things. Absolutely. About this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. But yeah, we're going to be the first to admit this isn't the only way. It might not even be the best way. Mm-hmm. We hope it is. We we're hope trying. So. <laughs> we're studying and learning That's and praying right. to make it the best way, but it might not be. Um, so we've got to admit, yeah, maybe there are other churches, other denominations, um, you know, that, that are getting things right. That's right. Yeah, I, I think for people like that, and I fall into this trap too, I, what kind of brought me out of that and maybe what I would challenge you is just think about there's going to be a lot of people in heaven mm-hmm. from a lot of different denominations, a lot yep. of different musical backgrounds. A lot of people that disagree with you are going to be in heaven. Yeah. And like that, to me, it's like really humbling. Yeah. Because like if we're all going to be in heaven together, then we can start to figure out now, you know, we work together, have so- Ecumenicalism, which is a big word that just yeah. means working together with other churches and, and, and creating unity in the church because it's really easy for us to go into our silos, go into our denominations, and, and really think that, man, we, got, we have the truth. Right. Um, when God calls us you know, to love one another, to love one another as brothers and sisters, and that the unity in the church is an example and part of our evangelism to the world. So Definitely. that's a big one. Yeah, okay, so number six. Um, if you find yourself, do you find yourself upset at other Christians who aren't as deep or committed or faith-filled or serving as much mm. as you? Yeah. Come on. Why aren't you as radical? Why aren't you as faith-filled? <laughs> Why don't you want to go as deep as me? Why aren't you more committed? Like whatever the thing is, mm-hmm. they're just not enough. 
if you're judging other Christians because they're not as committed as you are, you might be an older brother. Absolutely. Now, this is not to say that we don't want to encourage and motivate and mentor and help people grow and deepen in their faith. But I think it's really easy to look down on those people and Mm -hmm. judge them and think that we're so much better because we're, you know, doing this or not doing that or living this way. And I think that's where that older brother piece definitely starts to come in. Yeah. And I think that there's a few things, and this is going to lead us into question seven here, but, but we need to realize like it's good and to, to be committed. It's Mm -hmm. really good to serve. And it is, we are going to, if you follow Jesus, you will find yourself pushing forward mm-hmm. ahead of people around you. It's undeniable, especially if you're really craving God and growing in your faith. Yeah, absolutely. You will find yourself growing at a different pace, a faster pace than people around you. Good. But that doesn't mean we need to judge them. Mm-hmm. For one, you may backslide or they <laughs> may have a time that they catch up. Everybody has different paces mm-hmm. with their sanctification as they're growing more and more <laughs> like Jesus. It's a different pace with other people. It's okay if that happens. Um, that, that's what I just want to say. It's okay. Don't judge them. You don't need to be an older, but you can be more faith-filled and more <laughs> ardent and more zealous. Great. Mm-hmm. Just we, we can't judge and get mad at the people around us that aren't. Yeah, I would say don't look down on others. Try to help Help them up, you know? Which, which leads me to my seventh oh, there you go. question. <laughs> when you see someone who's falling behind mm-hmm. in sin, do you say, what a terrible Christian? Mm. Or do you think, maybe this is a new believer that I could help? Yeah. Do you, yeah, is it judgmental or is it helpful? Like, I want to help this Christian. Maybe, maybe they're a baby Christian. Yeah. There's so many times that we judge people. They don't even know. I remember... I don't know how many details I can give into this. When I was uh, speak generally, that's why. Well, like, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think how I can make this vague <laughs> because I haven't asked this person permission to share. But I remember like talking w- with one person, and they had just found out like, oh, I'm supposed to wait till I'm married to have sex. Mm. They just didn't know. They had never heard that. They were a new Christian. I'm like, yeah. So if I was in my mind like judging this person, I can't believe you would do this. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes people don't know, or sometimes they just need some help or encouragement to get there, because it can be hard. Yeah. That's really hard for some people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, if they're like, whoa, I'm not used to this. That's just one example of those things. Mm -hmm. But, you know, is our response to help another person or judgment again? Right. Then then you're an older brother. judgment. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Definitely. That's number seven. So the eighth and final one. And this, Last one. This isn't an exhaustive list, of course. There can be more questions. <laughs> I just tried to give you some questions so you can kind of think through this. The eighth one is, would you rather stay in the comfort of your church and life than go out and serve people in need and mm. go reach the lost or go reach people that look differently than you, speak a different language than you, uh, or, or whatever? Like, would you rather just be like, mm, I think I'll just stay where I am. If you're more comfortable staying in your church with your music, the way you like it, then go across the street to reach someone for Christ. You might be an older brother. Mm. That one hit me. I might be an older brother. That one hit me. I think it's so easy for us to get, for, I'll just speak specifically, right? For me to be like, for sit in my comfort zone, you know, go to work, mm-hmm. go to church, yep. stay home connect with my friends and it's especially right now I mean it's so easy for us to insulate ourselves in our little bubbles and seek that comfort and seek just the connections we already have versus being intentional taking that step of reaching out to people of 
of connecting with our next right. door neighbors or, yeah. you know, going to that person that you know is hurting or um, connecting with the person who's begging, with, begging for money on the side of the road or people just in our immediate lives that we can insulate ourselves from. Mm-hmm. Taking the step, yeah, that's that's impactful. And, and this, in some practical ways, this is like, are you unfollowing people on Facebook because they disagree with you? Mm. Are you avoiding your neighbors? That's yeah. a good one because ugh, I don't want to take the time to talk to this person who disagrees with me or is an unbeliever. Yeah. When someone is sad and hurting, you're like, oh, I don't have time for this. That's right. Like all those things may be just practical reasons like, okay, I'm being an older brother here. Because mm-hmm. that's what the older brother did. He stayed at home instead of ever trying to find his younger brother. Right. And, you know... So so we're saying all this. I know that I've convicted some people here <laughs> with these questions. I've been convicted by yeah, some of them. Yeah, me too. And and that's okay. Like that that's that's the Holy Spirit like trying to work to convict us of our older brother sin, of our pride, of our self-righteousness. And we should take that as an opportunity to repent and say, hey, you know, I have some work still to do in my heart. Right. Our, our, our job on this podcast isn't to be <laughs> older brothers judging you for no, being older no, brothers. No, no, no. 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 What we're trying to do is call all of us into just acknowledging in, in the things that we fall into that self-righteous trap and, and just saying, well, I, I am doing that or I'm not, I'm not doing what Jesus is calling me to. And like you said, repenting of that and then turning around and, and trying to live differently. Yeah, allowing the Holy Spirit to continue to transform us and make us more like Jesus. So uh, do you disagree with me? Do you think <laughs> some of my questions are wrong? Or do you want to add to that? Can you think of some other questions mm-hmm. that might be some helpful um, diagnostic <laughs> questions for uh, older brother-itis? Right. We'd love to hear. Um, you can, I'm sure you could add to the list, improve it. We'd love to hear from you. Leave a comment. Send us an email. And subscribe to this, share it, and we'll be back with you next week. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. This is Sawyer Trapp again, associate pastor here at Arise Church Denver. We want to encourage you to do three things. First is to subscribe, to make sure you're getting the podcast each and every week to help bring God into your 10,000. We'd also love it if you would share this, if you would make this not only a part of your life, but a part of somebody else's. And then finally, if you are benefited by anything that we do, either as a church or on this podcast, we would love it if you would give. You can do that at risedenver.com slash give to continue to support the mission and impact that we're having on this community and in the lives of the people of our church and those discovering us for the first time. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.